What is going on, everybody? Happy Friday. Or whatever day this is that you're listening to. But happy Friday to me, because it's the end of the week, and it's been a busy week, and it's been a crazy week. Um, but all is good. All is good. Today, what I want to focus on is going to be a big one, because we're seeing this a lot right now, especially in the gym. We've seen it just the last two weeks, kind of our attendance drop, and there's you know a lot of you know fear and stress going on with the Delta and fires now, and just always fucking adding something to the list here. So I wanted to go over how to combat you know, fear and stress using stoicism, right? And this is not going to be strictly just 100% about stoicism today. There's going to be kind of a couple things sprinkled in that I personally use. Um, and I'm hoping I wrote down 10 things that I want to talk about today. Could go on longer, could be super short. We'll see. I'm just going to kind of freestyle this one as always. So I wanted to go over these things because I think that's a big piece, right? When you look at your health, right? We talk about this all the time in these podcasts that, yes, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the social, the environmental, the financial, like everything that goes into it and trying to kind of find that perfect harmony and that pursuit of balance that we live. But for me, the big thing that I think a lot of us have trouble is like, what are we doing to actually manage stress, right? And I don't and manage fear, right? And obviously these two things kind of definitely do go hand in hand with each other. But uh, less about the tactical stuff as usual of like, hey, going out and meditating or walking out in nature or journaling. These are more just kind of general concepts, right? And for me, like I've done a lot of reading um, on stoicism over the last year, and it's more of just a philosophical approach to life. And I, I, for me personally, it's the most aligned with how I view it, right? And um, so I want to read, kind of go through these 10 things. I'm just going to go one at a time. I didn't write these like kind of like last week. There is no order of importance. I just wrote these things down, what came to mind. Um, kind of used notes from, from stuff that I've read in the past with stoicism. And like I said, I kind of sprinkled things in from there. So when we look at number one, right, which is focus on what you control. And I think this is a huge one, right? When you, when you look at a lot of fear, and this year I'm going to use this kind of as an example a lot. When you look at what's going on in the world and what's going on around you, um, it's very, very easy to get consumed and become fearful and become stressed by all the chaos that's going on around us, right? And trying to bring yourself back to center and really understanding like, hey, what are the things that I personally can actually control, right? And if that's fear of you know losing somebody in a relationship, if that's fear of losing a job, if that's fear of getting sick in a pandemic, if that's fear of you know damaging your lungs in a fire, like I, whatever it is, right, or whatever that fear, that stress is that's being generated from that specific event, or whatever that stimulus is that's causing that, the number one thing that we need to ask, and this is one of my favorite things that I think you know stoicism, you'll probably see this quote pop up all the time, is focus on what you can control, because at the end of the day, that's all you can do. You can't control how the government runs this. You can't control the spread of a pandemic. You can't control, you know, all of the external things that are going on outside of you and around you. So why waste your your mental capacity, your energy, your stress and your fear that goes into that focusing on the things that you can't control? You're literally just digging a deeper hole at this point, right? So one of the things that I always like to do, and this is um, you know something that's definitely not easy, is when you look at when you are running into these things of like, okay, I'm, I feel stressed is kind of picked up a little bit, or I'm feeling fearful and anxious, or whatever those kind of you know feelings might be for you. The number one thing that I always like to do, and I have this a lot, like I just started, I actually just started journaling two weeks ago, but I definitely have like a whiteboard and a notepad that I've been using forever, is number one is I like to get what's going on in my head out on paper or just out in front of me so I can really kind of reevaluate pros, cons, and kind of then I can go down all these things that we talk about today on our list of 
how do I manage that moving forward, right? Like, what are the things right now based off this that I am fearful of? And what can I do to better manage myself, right? If you follow me on Instagram, one of the things that I'm always posting about, like I try to really post very health-centric things. And I think uh, my biggest problem with the country and the world that we live in is we're very, very symptom-focused. We're not focused on actually fixing problems at its core. You know, for me, our healthcare system in America is more like sick care. It's medicine-based. It's symptom-based. It's not focused on actually addressing and fixing a problem. Um, and a lot of my conversation with clients just kind of surrounding the pandemic is, yeah, it is real. It is something to be maybe fearful of and maybe something to be worried of. But also, it's not something that should run you into this deep hole of fear and stress. Number one, let's focus on what can we do, right? What can we do to actually better prevent, protect ourselves and that comes from, you know, your diet and your exercise. You know, that comes from your daily movement. That becomes from how are you actually managing stress day to day? What is the quality of sleep that you're getting? What's the environment that you surround yourself in? What's the information, you know, that you take in every day? So your environment, your community is not just necessarily people, right? It's what you consume day to day, right? And a lot of people, and I hate to break it to you if you don't know this already, a lot of news is propaganda. You got to remember, I am a business owner, and the only way I get people to actually come into my business is by marketing them, right? And we would hope that every single business is marketing and selling a good product or a good thing, um, but that doesn't work for everybody, right? So you gotta remember, how does news and how does media make their make their money? By consuming you, right? So when you look at all these things, really number one I would say is just kind of, hey, put it out in paper, write it out in front of you, or even talk about it out loud with somebody, but most importantly, number one, start on the top of the list. Let's focus on what we can control. Simple as that. And if we can keep our really our focus and our energy directed into what we can control, then we can start to be solution focused instead of problem focused, right? So that'd be number one. Number two, this is the big one for me. And I, I use this kind of as a, a worst case scenario um, for everything that I become these kind of fearful, anxious, kind of stressful events in life. Um, I'll give you a personal event. And I think I maybe talked on this like two or three podcasts ago when we actually shut down last year in the pandemic. One of the things that I, I started to, for the first time ever in my life, I'm not someone that really is naturally anxious. I'm generally just kind of, you know, I'm pretty present. I do a pretty good job of kind of just being in the moment. But, uh, you know, every once in a while, just like every other human, I do become anxious at times. And, you know, a lot of times it is external events um, that are causing this for a lot of us. So one of the things last year when we shut down for three months, I actually started to become anxious. I was like, oh, shit, like I'm, I'm for, for once actually losing kind of control. I'm I'm, I'm under the order of government now. I don't have that authority and that control and everything that I signed up for as a business owner. And I actually then started becoming anxious. And so using this one has always been a big for, a big thing for me. Is like, well, well, what's worst case scenario here, right? And this is how you then use it, right? So number one is I focused on what I can control off the top, right? Which is, okay, well, let's pivot to remote. Let's do this. What can you do currently? But the number two, when I did do the worst case scenario event in my head, I said, well, worst case scenario is that I actually shut down long enough and I can't afford to pay my team and I have to either lay off my team and or worst case scenario, close down the entire business. Am I okay with that at the end of the day? Do I know or do I think I can actually still move forward and live a life? And if the answer is yes, there is no reason for me to be adding any additional energy to this fear or this stressful event that's happening because I have already in my head said, worst case scenario, I know I'm okay, right? And this is not an easy conversation to have with yourself. And it's not also an easy thing to actually be okay with the worst case scenario. Um, and in, in, when you think about worst case scenario, it doesn't mean that you're starting to plan 
or you're starting to maybe even necessarily prepare for the failure, but you're mentally, in a sense, preparing yourself for it. If this did happen, am I okay mentally with my mindset and my approach? B, I've already had the conversation that I said yes. So if that time ever did come, which I hope it never comes for any of us, I already know, hey, in my head, I've already answered yes. So we we know what we need to do moving forward. Um, and that's a really, really, really big one for me. And I run this uh, a lot with myself personally, and I try to use this with clients all the time. Um, one of my clients uh, that's in remote, Nicole, if you're listening to the shout out to you, you know, she was actually studying for her exams for um, for her test. And one of the things that she was having just a lot of stress around it, right? And I said, same thing. I'm like, hey, let's think about worst case scenario. What's worst case scenario you actually failed the test? What's going to happen? Well, then you have to go back to studying. You have to pay another 500000 whatever the hell it was, right? Whatever the amount of money that she had to pay for that. And then you have to take the test again. Are you okay with that if that happens? Well, yeah, I guess so. Okay, cool. Then let's not get stressed out about it. Let's focus on what we could control. We've already said in our head that worst case scenario we are okay with. Um, so let's not waste energy putting it into fear, stress, and anxiety. Let's focus on solutions, right? So that's number two. That's a big one for me, and I hope that helps a lot of you guys because for me, that's probably been the biggest one that I tend to come back to all the time. Um, and these are the, the the deeper the question gets, the harder it is to really answer those things. Um, and well, that's well, going to kind of, and I'll touch back on that because there's another one that I want to talk about, which is deeper when you think about loss and death and like the ones that are generally the hardest for humans to deal with. Number three, this is another huge one for me, right? And this is always my favorite one is when you think about stress and anxiety, a lot of anxiety is always, like I've said, is something that lives in the future, right? Meaning that you are worried about what is going to happen, right? I am worried about a test I'm taking tomorrow at school. I'm worried about my driving test. I'm worried about a work event. I'm worried about a new project I'm working on. I'm worried about a first date. I'm worried about whatever it might be, right? When you're worried on things that are not happening yet that are in the future, this kind of connects to the focus on what you control. But number three for me is action. Action literally cures stress for me, right? When I have work things, and I'll give you a personal example with me, I tend to be captain procrastinator and I do like to push things to the back end. Um, and there's kind of this weird kind of other side of me that really performs well under stress. So I've managed, I've managed to make procrastination work for long enough, but um, it is something I would like to be better at. Um, and I always tell myself it's the same thing. It's like, hey, action, right? Like instead of worrying about like what you should be doing. So for example, it's like I'm going on vacation at the end of next week. Um, naturally, when I go on vacations, for me personally, I don't like being gone from work long because I feel like I'm like just one of those personalities that needs to be doing something. Um, but I tend to like, okay, if I need to get all these things done so I can at least kind of shut off, I need to make sure I get them all done, right? So I need to take action on those things, right? So a lot of us, when we think about fear and we're stressed about our health and things like that, you got to remember, action solves it, right? You know what cures weight loss? Well, it's like, yeah, it's taking action towards moving more and exercising more and eating cleaner. Uh, what takes action to being broke? Well, it takes work ethic. It takes having the right education and the right plan to know where you're going. Like at the end of the day, the action is going to be the thing that moves you forward. Um, and that's going to be the thing that allows us to keep this target moving forward, right? So number three, big one for me always take action. Instead of stressing about what's coming, let's take action on what we can currently do now, right? Number four, um, this one's a huge one. This one's kind of a, it almost sounds dark when I said it, right? And I had this, it was like a week probably last year in uh, one of the meditations apps I was using. And then a lot of in stoicism, they talk about this all the time, right? Which is basically meditate daily on your mortality, right? And when you hear that, you're like, it sounds like a sick fucking thing to ask yourself, right? Like meditating on the fact that you will die one day, right? And I, for example, am someone that is uh, 
you know, fallen into this biohacking longevity, you know, space. I do just like everyone else. I want to be able to, to not most importantly have lifespan, but health span. I want to live a long time. I want to be able to play with my grandkids and great grandkids if I can and still be active. So health span for me is more important. Um, but at the same time, like when you, when you have that conversation, this kind of comes back to the worst case scenario one. When you have that conversation and that dialogue in your head, um, it just makes it a little less scary because you're not avoiding it, right? Um, for me, I had an ev- my when I was 18 years old, I lost one of my best friends to suicide, and it was it was hard for me. And I didn't, I don't think I like I dealt with death in my life when with family and people. We all deal with death, you know. We're surrounded by it, unfortunately, all the time. And right now, the pandemic is obviously, you know, just making it more uh, more present for us because we're seeing more of it, or at least hearing about more of it. But it's something that's always going to be there, you know, and that's something when you think about meditating on your mortality, it's not necessarily just you just understand that like, hey, I'm going to lose my parents one day, I'm gonna lose my grandparents, I'm gonna lose my brothers, I'm gonna lose my friends, I'm gonna lose myself, like we all will eventually die. But that doesn't need to mean that I'm going to live my life thinking and being scared about death. When they say in stoicism, you know, meditate on your mortality, they're talking about like, come to the come to the consensus and the fact and the answer that we all will die. But do you want to live a life that you're fearful of that fact? Or you want to do live a life where you're actually like, I know that's going to be there. So let's live every single day and minute and hour that we have by staying present and living life to the fullest. Um, instead of focusing on being scared of something that's coming. We know death's coming. We don't know if it's tomorrow. We don't know if it's 100 years from now. But we know it's coming. So instead of being scared about what's coming, let's focus on remaining present and living life to the fullest so we can have that vitality that we're all looking for, right? So that's a huge one, right? Uh, Number five, which is going to kind of be back to this presence thing, is focus on the process, not the outcomes. Uh, At the end of the day, if you're always – if you're someone that is goal-oriented, switch it to becoming more systems-oriented. So here's what I mean by that. If I want to make a million dollars a year, I have to figure out what is going to be my plan. Well, you know, have the right education so I can build some structure. And what are the little steps that I need to do to be able to get there? But most importantly, what are the systems that are going to get me from point A to point B? And let's focus on the systems. The systems is what keeps you present. Um, and that's going to be a huge one. If you want to solve all your stress and fear problems, if you were just someone that is just freaking omnipresent, um, a lot of that just automatically removes itself. So the people like we've talked about in the past that are depressed because they're living somewhere that happened yesterday or the day before or the year before or the decade before or the opposite of being anxious and fearful that lives in the future. So number one is always focus on the process, right? Try not to get too lost on what is coming again, right? And if you kind of see these parallels and these commonalities, a lot of these points, a lot of fear and stress is because you're focused on what's in front of me versus where I'm at, right? So if we can begin to focus on the process of you know day-to-day work and our day-to-day workouts and our day-to-day eating and our day-to-day relationships and our, our day-to-day life, not even day-by-day, minute-by-minute, second-by-second, the more present you become and the shorter that time frame comes of you focusing on what you need to focus on, the less stressful things happen. I mean, the, le- the less stressed you'll be out about these things, right? Because the more you start to think about hour ahead, a day ahead, a week ahead, a month ahead, what's coming in a decade from now, the more you're separating yourself from that level of presence, right? So number one is always try to practice focusing on the process and not the outcomes. Number five. Number six for me is going to be environment, right? And I think environment for me is probably what I've noticed the most of this year. 
Um, and I'm going to give you guys kind of a little pro tip of something that I've done on my social media. Social media for me, I think, is a great thing. I think it's a cool thing for all of us because it allows us to connect to more people at uh, a faster pace. Um, it allows us to connect to more people that we can't do from just a day-to-day life. Uh, but I also think it definitely has its cons. I think it overstimulates society. I think it's brought in us um, too much information for a normal human to be able to actually handle um, the way that I look at Instagram, so I used to follow, I don't know, three, 400 people. Last year, I was just kind of getting frustrated with what was going on with people and just the shit that I was seeing all the time. So I did what I was telling all my clients to do, and I said, hey, fuck it. I'm just going to unfollow everyone. I just don't want to take in that. I don't watch the news. I don't follow propaganda. I'm not into a lot of things that most people are on the day-to-day stuff. I like to focus on my work. I like to focus on my relationship. I like to focus on my personal health and my friends. Like I like to focus on the things that actually matter to me. Me watching CNN or Fox News or social media and figure out the newest update of what's going on in the world or what's falling apart with the world, like that just creates extra stress and fear for me, right? So for me, I don't want to live a life like that, so I remove myself. Now, I follow people back, and I follow a handful of people. I think it's like 50-something people. Here's the way that I look at social media. Follow people that you would invite to your wedding or your bachelor or bachelorette party. That's like your core freaking group of family and friends. Then number two, hopefully you're only following people that make you better. They add, they add to your health. They add to your wealth. They add to some type of thing that make you better, right? So if you were to go look at my Instagram and you go click on the people that I'm following, I follow the people like my friends, uh, my family, obviously, most importantly, my friends, my girlfriend, the people that I work with, my team, and then anybody else that's a professional in the space of business or health. That's it. That's it. Because I want to make sure that my environment is aligned for what I want to be living life-wise, right? I don't want to follow things that are just propaganda-based and opinionated. Like, you know, for me, I, I, I just, and I noticed that with myself. This is why I unfollowed everyone last year. It's just like I, start, I started to see myself just get sucked into this black hole that we most people are living in. So when you think about combating fear and stress, number one, pay attention to your environment. And your environment is not like, hey, the air you're breathing and the weather that you're surrounded stuff. Like that is obviously part of the environment. But I'm talking more like the people you spend your time with, the music that you listen to, right? If you're listening to music about some dark shit, guess what? You're naturally going to become a little darker. So the music you listen to, the television that you watch, the channels that you surround yourself, everything that is coming in as an input, you need to pay attention to. If you hang around five people that bitch and moan about the world falling apart, guess what? You will be the sixth person to bitch and moan about the world falling apart. So surround yourself with happy people. Surround yourself with present people. Surround yourself with information, television, or whatever you decide to do. I'm not telling you not to watch television or throw your phone out, uh, even though that might help some of you. But, uh, you know, just like pay attention to those those outside external stimuluses because that makes a huge freaking difference for me, right? Okay. Number seven, practice gratitude. This is a huge one, right? I always tell people patience and gratitude were kind of my two superpowers for a long time. Um, not my mind, but like things that I wanted to work on. I'm sorry. Gratitude is just learning to be like, really take a step back every once in a while and just become grateful, right? Like last week for me was crazy, right? I had uh, one of my head coaches, Mike, was out for a vacation, eight days for him. And um, then I had a, two other, well, I had one coach quit and then I had another coach out as well for another week. So I basically went from six coaches to three coaches. So I ended up having to cover a lot of shifts and just, on ramping a new coach and all great stuff, right? I'm excited for Fada, the new girl that we just brought on, even though she's kind of been with us the whole time. But I realized that I was like, fuck, I started to feel overwhelmed. I started to feel stressed. And, you know, every time that I would drive home, I would do this in my head driving by myself. And I'm like, and I would just kind of go through, what are the things that I'm grateful for? Well, I'm grateful for that I have a job. I'm grateful for the fact that I have a business that's open. I'm grateful for that I work with members that I freaking love. I'm grateful for a team that I love and I get along with. I'm grateful for that I get to go home with my beautiful girlfriend, with my dog, grateful for my weekend, my toy. Like there's so much in life to be grateful for. 
But if you don't make it a practice, you'll never remind yourself of these things. So I can't stress this enough. You have to practice gratitude. Just like you practice working out, just like you practice everything else in life, you only get good at the things you practice, right? So practice gratitude. Write it down. Write down the things you're grateful for this week, right? Write down the things you're – and anytime you're stressed, you're in the state of fear, go back, take a step back and go, what are the three things right now that I'm most grateful for? And it could be I'm grateful for the sun is shining today. I'm grateful to have shoes on my feet. I'm grateful to have legs today so I can do some squats today. It could be very, very simple things, but you need to remind yourself of what you're grateful for because without practicing gratitude, you're going to end up in this spiral and you're going to let the rat race and the consumption of life win, right? So in order to come back, practice that. So that's a big one. Uh, number two or number eight, I'm sorry, was which is kind of the second one of gratitude is patience, right? I think patience um, patience is the one thing that I work on the most because I suck at it. I am not a patient person. If I like, I always feel like I could be doing things faster. I always feel like I could be doing them better. No one on my team is moving fast enough. No one in my life is moving fast enough for me. Um, and I think that's because I have a brain that's like a fucking squirrel on cocaine. Like my brain is just always a million miles an hour. So one of the things that meditations really helped me with um actually kind of adjusting my schedule to kind of give me a little bit more time to myself alone time for me is a huge part but learning to become patient and i think when i am you know in moments of just practicing patience and practicing gratitude i just realize like just how like immediately i just come back to this like equilibrium of happiness like i'm just like <sighs> okay like there is so much that's beautiful in my life right and learning not to be so fast because the faster i go the more I start to just feel like, oh, shit, I have 5, 10, 15 things going on. Learning to be patient, learning to be present, learning to be grateful um, is a skill that we need to practice every day just like any other skill. You get good at work by practicing it. You get strong at gym by doing it. You get lean by eating, right? Like everything else requires repetition and practice. So should your mental health, right? So that's a big one. That's number eight. Uh, number nine is a huge one. Another thing that I'm working on a lot. Um, and ego is the enemy. This is one thing that Marcus Aurelius says, and this is a big thing in Stoicism, is your ego is your enemy, right? When you think about the, the thought that every single human has two selves, we have the conscious self and the subconscious self. Um, and I don't want to get too nerdy and spill too, too much time in there. Um, but the ego, you, ha you have to learn how to kind of really identify what is ego, right? What is your ego? What is ego leading the role? Um, I see that a lot, right? Me and my girlfriend were actually just talking about this. So thanks, babe, for calling me out on this. But one of the, <laughs> one of the things she was saying that she, uh, I'll use the nicer word, disliked about my personality is I, don't, I fucking hate being told what to do. And I tend to break rules a little bit more than I should. So yes. And a lot of it, honestly, like that's ego, right? That's me having an ego saying, fuck your rules. I don't want to follow it. I'll do my own shit. Good or bad, whatever wrong or right, I'm not here to discuss that. But I have, but I have realized that, yeah, that is my ego talking for me. And learning how to kind of, you know, take time to really identify that. Right. Another thing that meditation helped me with is just creating that mindfulness. Right. Creating that that thoughts are not me. Right. My we all have thoughts, and you're like you. You have to learn how to become aware of the thoughts that are coming, and learn how to really figure out, you know, which ones do I identify as real, which ones do I identify to take action on. Um, and which ones are really my ego maybe talking, right? Um, we tend to see this a lot more with males and females, but we definitely all have an ego. But you have to remember your ego is your enemy. And if you don't know, learn how to control it, that ego will take over. And that is, uh, 
unfortunately, where most humans live in, right? So learn to become a little bit more conscious, learn to become a little bit more present, learn to become more mindful in your day-to-day actions, and learn to be able to separate your ego from everything else. All right, and the last one, and this is a huge one. This is the last one I want to kind of step on from here, and I know this is maybe a little bit longer on the podcast today, is run to your fears. You, you, we're all scared of things, right? We're all scared of things. We're all stressed out by things. But there's a lot of things in life that scare us, and it could be death. It could be, could be spiders. Could be sharks. Could be fire. Could be whatever the hell it is. Speeding. I don't know. So whatever your fear in life is, it could be a pandemic. It could be whatever. You have to learn how to run towards those things, right? Um, one of the things that is my favorite piece of exercise is exercise teaches me that when I get into a place where I want to quit or I question myself and I question my ability, that instead of running away from it, I do, fuck it, let's go one more set. Let's go one more rep, right? When I'm in the sauna and I want to just get out, all right, let's go 10 more minutes. When I'm in the cold plunge, I'm starting to shiver, all right, 30 more seconds or another minute. Learning to run towards these things that make you necessarily fearful, uncomfortable, and stressed is one of the strongest skills that you can adapt as a human and have as a human because that transfers over to everything. Everything in your life will get hard. If you're looking for an easy way to live life, uh, you're going to be looking for a long time, right? There is no easy route. I'm a guy that's a path of most resistance versus least resistance. You have to remember that the human body subconsciously is designed to survive. It is not designed to thrive you have to be able to take back that power and that conscious decision to say i want to thrive i want to be happy i want to do these things so in order for you to really conquer your fears you have to take them head on right so whatever you're scared about right if it's opening a business if it's starting to work out for the first time if it's anything like i I could use a million example run towards them right learn to take them head on learn to take micro steps you know i got this question um a long time ago, and I like to use this as an example, is like when I, I used to surf a lot. I don't surf as much, unfortunately, anymore. But like one of the things people ask me is like, hey, are you scared of sharks? I'm fucking terrified of sharks. Uh, my answer, just the kind of the joking side of it, was like, well, I don't think the sharks could look at my skinny calves and go like, that's the one I want. So I think hopefully everyone else's calves look more appetizing. But really, like the, what, what kind of using that as an analogy, no joke here, it's like, I don't want that to be the thing that prevents me from surfing because I'm terrified of sharks, right? Even though that is for how a lot of people are living life. Hey, I'm, I'm scared of going in a gym by myself. Does that mean you're never going to work out, right? I'm scared of cooking my own food. Does that mean you're never going to cook your own food? Like, are you going to let these fears run your life or are you going to run toward them and take back control of your decision? You got to remember fear is false evidence appearing real. Danger is real. Fear is a choice. And if you don't understand that and you don't take that conscious decision to say, well, hey, I'm going to conquer my fears because these are actually things I can change. You can't change danger. Hey, California's on fire. I can't change that, unfortunately, right? I can make an impact, like maybe help, but like there's not – like for me as one single person, I can't. If I'm fearful of the fires, that's something I can change, right? That's something that I actually could take on head on. So everything that you're doing – here's one thing to remember, remember, uh, remember is when I say false evidence appearing real – for me, there's kind of two things that solve all problems in life, and that's number one is education. Um, there's a lot of people that are uneducated about how health and how the human body works and how immunology works, um, and I see this all the time when I post stuff on Instagram and I get some random comments. Um, educate yourself on more of the topics that you want to talk about, and that's if you have a financial goal, if you have a physical goal, educate yourself. You have to have knowledge in order to solve the problem, to build structure, to have something to be accountable to. Number two is then work at it. you got to do the work. Right. If you want to get over your fears, not just about talking about it, it's about doing it. And but it's about taking small steps doing it. It's not about like, hey, I'm scared of sharks, I'm gonna go swim with sharks. 
It's like, hey, well, like, maybe get in the water. Start, go all the way out to your waist and get comfortable there. You'll learn through repetition to build that resiliency, right? We don't go all into the gym and start working out six times a week. Most of us will start with twice a week. We don't go all into a diet doing all three meals a day, seven days a week, perfect. You know, we have to take micro steps. We have to focus on the process and not the outcomes. Um, but the last thing I want to leave you guys with that I hope really helps, I hope you guys got something to take away from this because this week I've really, really seen a lot of fear and stress going around again. And that's unfortunately the media and the government hyping up the Delta, not to say it's not real, but just to really, I think it scares the shit out of people. And the last thing I want people to do is to have a, a blind eye to what the difference between fear and danger is. So just to kind of go over all of them, number one, focus on what you can control. Number two, ask yourself worst case scenario. Number three, always take action. Number four, meditate on your mentality, right? Think about it. Understand that it is a process of life. Number five, focus on the process and not the outcomes. Number six, pay attention to your environment, the people, the music, the television, the everything that you surround yourself and take in every day. Number seven, practice gratitude. Number seven, be patient. Or number eight, I'm sorry, be patient. Number nine, remember your ego is the enemy, so pay attention to that. Last one, run to your fears. So, as always, I appreciate you guys listening. I know this one's a little bit longer. Um, I'm really, like I said, is always loving the fact that I've been doing these podcasts. I love that I've been consistent with this. Um, and I really do like this. I'm hoping some of you guys are getting information. I know I'm very new to it. I'm still not doing a good enough job marketing and telling people that I'm doing it. But for those that are listening, I appreciate you guys listening as always. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day. And uh, if you guys ever have any questions on anything, feel free to shoot me a DM through uh, Instagram. And I'll take it from there. Take care.